Hello, everybody. I just want to say welcome to the Christian Bible Study Ministry podcast again. And uh, I want to say that, especially with all the stuff that's going on in the in this country right now, you know, and not just in this country, you know, which is of course the United States, but all around the world, uh, with this virus going around and making people sick, I just want to say that. Uh, I hope that this program is in some kind of a way a blessing to whoever is listening. And I do pray that this is something that God will use to bless people, you know, even if they even if they're not listening to it. I pray that in some manner it would be a blessing to uh everybody. Um today we will be looking at the very first Psalm, Psalm one, and uh, it is basically a look at the difference between how the righteous people live and how they're dealt with by God and how the ungodly live and how they're dealt with by God. And uh, this is something that is very important for us to remember as Christians. And even even and it's also something that is important for the uh, for the lost people, the unbelievers uh, to realize and remember as well. Uh, so we will start with Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. You know, we have no choice but to live in this world. You know, we are here, uh, at least on a temporary basis, you know. Uh, it, is the pla- it is the place where we reside for now. The world around us is something that we have to engage in, you know, with believers and non-believers throughout, you know, every day. Uh, every day, we make decisions about this and that, some, some minor, some major. And sometimes we just don't know what to do. Uh, you know, so we have to turn to someone for advice. And this is where we have to be careful. There is a way that to the world it seems is, cor- is it seems correct and wise. It is a crowd of people that the Bible, however, calls sinners and scornful. They are the people who would have us to do wrong and commit harm to others in our decisions. And to the natural mind, these things seem right. That is the nature of the flesh. It is, at, uh, it is always at odds with God. The world tells you to do one thing, but the Spirit of the Lord would have you do another. Because the two are in conflict. And they have to be, and they always will be until the end. But the Bible tells us that we are not to listen to these people that our delight is in the law of the Lord and that we are to meditate it meditate on it day and night you know it is to be you know, the law of the Lord is to be the thing that drives us throughout remember that God has given us his spirit and that we are born again of that incorruptible seed we have a new nature in us. When we are saved, we have the nature of Christ. We have the inclination to draw closer to him. We are inclined to do the things that he would have us to do. 
We are born again of an incorruptible seed. We are washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, and our sins are forgiven. They're not only and they're not only forgiven, but they're wiped away. Our garments are are as white as snow. And we are not born again so that we may continue in sin, but rather we are born again and have died to sin and are alive in Christ. Christ is to be our meditation day and night. We are dead to sin. Sin has no power. Sin does not have to have any power over us anymore because Christ lives within us and he cannot dwell in the same place as sin it's a uh, it is an affront to him he cannot uh, dwell in the heart of somebody who has unforgiveness who has and you know who has unforgiven sin who has not accepted him and once he dwells there the sin is gone you know the guilt of the sin is gone from that person so that person has died to sin Sin no longer has any power to damn anybody. You know, it, it it no longer has the power to damn that person who has accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. So we are inclined to do the things of God. We are inclined to follow him. We go down to verse 3. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. We will go down to verse 4. The ungodly are not so, but are the chaff which the wind driveth away. When we follow God, we meditate on his law day and night. Then we are like the tree that is planted in a good place. We receive our water, and in due course we bring forth fruit. We shall not suffer a loss when following Christ, as we are told our, our leaf will not wither. We will stand firm when we are following Christ. When we're following Christ, you know, we will be blessed and we will prosper. Now, there are times when we are not doing what we should. You know, we drift away from Christ and you know, hey, we get dirty. But there is a time that God has appointed that he will deal with us, and that is when he will chasten us to prune us. And it is that time that we are to bear fruit. We all have had periods in our lives to where we have drifted away from Christ, and uh, we are out of fellowship with him. And so he will discipline us in, in, in his due time, it might be year. It might be years in the making. Sometimes, you know, where we get away, and he elects to set aside a certain time, that he a certain time and circumstance where he will deal with us and try to call our attention to you know to the uh, the situation in our lives, uh, and it is to discipline. It, it is discipline. It is done to bring us back to him and closer to him, and. You know, but the ungodly will will not prosper. It might not. It might seem like they do, but they have no roots. You know, a righteous person has roots, and when the righteous person 
is following Christ, they will bear fruit in their, you know, they will bear fruit in due season. It is due in a time which God himself has appointed. Each person is different, you know, but uh, it is a time in each person's life, in each Christian's life, that he has appointed in which we will bear fruit. And it's, like I said, it's due to, you know, the circumstances depend on the individual. You know, we all have different personalities and make different life choices. And uh, so he will use whatever he needs to in order to get us to bear the fruit that he wants us to bear. He is God and he will tend to his children the way that he needs to. But the ungodly, when the wind comes, they are poof. They are blown away by the wind. And they are those who have followed after the counsel of fools. Those, you know, those who are thinking after the flesh, which is at odds with God always. You know, they're not acting in faith. And so they are, as the Bible says, chaff that, a chaff that gets blown away when the, when the wheat is sifted. Uh, you know, believers, I'll say this again, when believers act this way, they too are dealt with. They are not chaff as such, but children, but children still, they're not lost. Uh, they are still children. Their works are, but their works are chaff, however. God disciplines them just like a parent. We'll go down to verse 5. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Without faith no man can stand before God. Without the blood of Christ to atone for sin, there is no remedy for the ungodly. Uh, they will perish in his judgment and be separated from him in, in eternal fire. This is at odds with what the world would have you to think, with what the flesh would have us to think. And it's understandable, because hey, nobody wants to think of burning in hell forever. But this is what the Spirit, but this is the way of the Spirit. This is the teaching of the Holy Spirit. There is only one place for an unbeliever to go after they die, and that is unfortunately uh, in hell. It is not a place that anybody would want to go, but a lot, of, but most people. Uh, through their unbelief in Christ, that is where they wind up. And there is no other way to, to eternal life besides Christ. This cannot be overstated. There is no other way. Jesus Christ is it. He is the only way for you to get into heaven, to have your sins forgiven and to be able to enjoy eternal life with God the Father in heaven. That's just all there is to it. Even you know, and even if the ungodly are members of a church, church membership doesn't save you. It does not save you at all. It means nothing salvation wise. And their works and their very souls will not stand. Their works are worthless, and they themselves will be damned. They shall not stand. 
Verse 6. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. The Lord knows his, you know, they are his. The Lord knows the way of the righteous because it is his way. Uh, I will say right now that this is the reason why it is important to maintain a fellowship with other believers. They are vitally important in maintaining a correct walk with the Lord. You know, you want to be around other people who follow the ways of the Lord so you do not fall so easily to ungodly advice. And, and hey, it, you know, it can be hard to follow what God would have you do. We're surrounded by so much stuff in this world, you know, and then we're always tempted to go do things that we're not supposed to do. And we do those things every day at some point. We fail God in some way every day. I fail God every day in some manner. You know, we all do. And, you know, but especially when it comes to life decisions, you know, but, you know, these big life decisions that we have to make, whatever they may be, you know, or even the smaller ones, you know, we have to maintain, we have to seek the advice of, uh, you know, people who are following the Lord, you know, we are to seek God's guidance in these things. That is how we maintain, that is one way that we maintain a correct walk with the Lord, you know, how we maintain a closeness, a fellowship with Him. And, you know, we have to remember that as hard as these things might be sometimes, they are things that will have an eternal value. So, you know, every time that you withstand a temptation, Every time that you deny your flesh, you know, it is something that God looks at approvingly, and so you will have a reward for your testimony. You know, you have a testimony in this world, in this life of, of ours on earth, when you deny your flesh and you follow the way of the Spirit. And it is a testimony to people who are not doing that and so the hope is and it, it is a hope for them and a chance for them to see you and what you do and maybe they could see hey I need to be doing what he's doing or what she's doing it might even lead them to Christ you never know but always remember that following Christ no matter how hard it is has an eternal value as a believer we have a reward for, for following Christ. Remember that. And I will say before I end this that um, getting into heaven is not the reward. It is the gift. Eternal life is a gift. Remember that. But we do have rewards to be gained or lost based on our lives as Christians here on this earth. And so I encourage you to just, hey, find somebody, find you a good Christian person to, to have a to have as a friend. You know, you know, talk to somebody who is wise in the Christian who is wise in the word and wise in faith and, you know, about whatever it is that you're having problems with. 
you know, something that you're struggling to make a decision on and pray about it. And pray about it. And uh, I will end this here now with uh, a prayer. Uh, Father, Lord, I pray that if there is anybody here who is uh, struggling with some kind of need that they have, you know, if they need somebody to talk to or if they need somebody to uh, have a word with them about just whatever it is that's bothering them, Lord, I pray that they will find that person. I pray that you will give them the wisdom that they need to uh, make whatever decisions that they're having to make. And Lord, most importantly of all, I pray that if there is anybody here who is listening to this or, or, who, or who knows somebody who does not know Christ, and I pray that uh, your spirit would draw them to salvation, and I pray that uh, they will see their need to answer that call and to accept Christ as their Savior. And Lord, it's in Jesus Christ's name I pray this. Amen.